0: The Carolina Panthers and the rest of the NFL received some good news on Friday afternoon as the NFL is set to have a record high salary cap number in 2024. How does the cap increase impact the Panthers? We'll talk about it right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers,
1: your daily Carolina Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome in to another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter at Julian Council where on Fridays throughout the offseason I'll be right here on the show answering your Friday mailbag questions. Best way to get those questions into me is by either adding me or DMing me on Twitter at Julian Council so do so so I can answer your questions on this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel make every moment more. Right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet that's $150 if if your bet wins, visit Fando.com slash on to get started today. This week in Indy, the NFL Scouting Combine is once again there in the state capital of Indiana as they'll be eating some steaks and they'll be wheeling and dealing and checking out some of the top prospects in the 2024 NFL Draft. And speaking of... Wheeling and dealing with the Carolina Panthers be one of those teams that's trying to make the framework of a trade that we'll see in a couple weeks as we inch closer to the new league year on March 13th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll find out and we'll also talk about that a little bit later on the show. But right now. Let's talk about the big news on Friday about the salary cap increasing. The NFL announced on Friday afternoon that the salary cap has risen $30.6 million to a record $255.4 million per team. Reading this report now from Adam Schefter of ESPN, the increase could have a significant cap on the free agent market set to open next month in March as most teams have been using cap projections in the range between $240 million and $245 million when budgeting for the upcoming season. Part of the reason for the massive jump is that the league has now paid back all the players benefits that were deferred in 2020 as part of the agreement between the players and league to keep the league running during the COVID-19 pandemic cap growth is directly tied to league's revenue growth but it was limited in 2022 and 23 because of the repayment of those benefits was subtracted from the final calculations with all the benefits repaid at this point the 2024 cap number more closely reflects the increase in the revenue we know the NFL is a monster you see the ratings and how the nfl is the highest watch tv program in america every single year so it's not surprising at all to see the nfl have a salary cap this high but it was surprising for the teams because they were not prepared for it to happen now eventually down the road we were going to get to this point where the salary cap is just enormous oh well, here we are in 2024 in a couple weeks the Panthers and a lot of the teams, everybody else in the NFL, they're going to have this amount of cap to work with. Now, before they get there, some teams still need to get – Below that cap number, uh, New Orleans Saints are one of those teams. Some other teams also need to figure out how they want to possibly restructure some deals, maybe extend some players to better position themselves for free agency. So as far as the Carolina Panthers go, how does a cap increase of $30.6 million to a record $255.4 million impact them two and a half so weeks away from the beginning of the new league year? Well, for me, I'm looking at it over the cap.com. They have the Carolina Panthers with $34.5 million of cap space prior to – the change or really the announcement over the cap was projecting $28.6 million. And some of you may be confused by this. If you would have looked at overthecap.com on Friday, once the announcement of the salary cap was made, they were projecting the Panthers have $40.1 million, which is clearly significant from the 28.6 that was projected before then, but now it's dropped down to 34.5. Still a decent amount of cap space, but not as much as previously thought on Friday afternoon once the the, the news was put out there. So how does it impact the Carolina Panthers? First off, when thinking about it, it's going to make it a little bit easier for the Panthers to franchise Brian Burns and be able to take on that cap number as they head into the free agency period. I would still like to see the Panthers extend Brian Burns. I'm sure they're working hard to make that happen, but also understand that it might not happen. They'd have a plan if they're going to have to take on Brian Burns uh, franchise tag and the cap number that comes with it. Jonathan Jones of CBS sports.com. He's the lead NFL insider. He used to be of the Charlotte Observer. He covered the Carolina Panthers. He tweeted out this or wrote about this rather on Friday, saying with an extra 10 million in cap space for those who budgeted in the mid 240 thousands, uh, 4, 240, 240 million. The tag now becomes more of a tool for teams to retain their top would be free agents. So for the Panthers, franchise tag for brian burns if they tag him as a linebacker which on the team website he's listed as an outside linebacker is 24 million dollars if they tag him as a defensive end it's 21.3 million dollars that would leave the panthers with either 10 million or 13 million dollars of cap space looking at a couple of moves they could make to open up some more space they could save 13 million dollars if they extend taylor moton and 8.4 million dollars if they extend Derek brown i think it's a little bit more likely that they extend Derrick Brown. I don't know if they're going to do it right away, but as far as whether they're going to extend Moten or extend Brown, Moten has a $29 million cap hit, and that's a ton of money that they would have to eat dead cap wise, about $24 million, would only get $5 million of salary cap space if they were to cut him before March 16th. I don't see much benefit in doing that, seeing how poorly the Panthers' offensive line played last year. And he was not one of those guys. He's been your best O-lineman for the last five-plus years. Keep him around. You could restructure. That would up about $8 million. But for me, I think the best thing the Panthers should do is extend the player who has continued to stay healthy, continued to be a leader, continued to be your best offensive lineman. That would save $13 million. Derek Brown, I think the extension's coming soon. Make it happen now. Don't wait around. Let's not play the whole franchise tag game the Panthers might have to play here in the next week or so with Brian Burns. That opens up $8.4 million. The Panthers could also decide to cut Dante Jackson if they would like. That would open up $5.9 million. Two other cuts that were fairly obvious, Terrace Marshall, that opens up $1.4 million. Ian Thomas, that's $2.2 million. Looking at all those moves, the Panthers are to extend Moten extend Derrick Brown if they want to cut Dante Jackson. I'm not advocating for that, but he has a big cap number, and it would make sense in a way for a player who I don't think is worthy uh, as far as his production of the $15 million cap hit, and that's based off the restructures. When you restructure deals, you're going to have to pay for it down the road, and this is the Carolina Panthers having to pay for it they could open up about $6 million if they want to get rid of him, and Ajero Vero will see if he wants to bring back guys like Troy Hill, maybe go out there and draft a corner in the draft or bring in somebody who might fit his system better if that's what they believe. I don't know what they want to do. That is an option for the Carolina Panthers. Cutting Terrace Marshall, Ian Thomas, that seems to be a no-brainer to me. If they make all those moves after tagging Brian Burns, that would still leave the Carolina Panthers about $41, $24 million of cap space. That's a pretty good situation for the Carolina Panthers to be aggressive when going after some free agents here in this 2024 offseason, trying to especially build around Bryce Young, whether it be at the linebacker, not the linebacker, at the offensive line spot or at wide receiver, maybe even tight end again if they want to do that. Who knows? Maybe running back, it's going to allow them really to go after some offensive linemen, some wide receivers come in here, and to start and help Bryce Young out in his second year in 2024. The second thing how this can impact the Carolina Panthers, if they do all those moves they just talked about, opening up 41 million, $44 million of cap space, depending on whether they make those moves and if they're going to tag Burns as a linebacker or as a defensive end, they now would have more space to go out there and sign a guy like Frankie in My opinion, even if they don't tag Burns, no matter how much space they do or do not have, I feel like they're going to probably want to limit that cap number here, in 24 for Frankie Louvu to be able to have space go out there and assign some free agents, especially if it's going to be like a free agent wide receiver or if they got to make a trade, and have to fit in the cap number. They want to have some space. So if it's going to be Louvu getting extended or it's going to be Brian Burns getting an extension, they're going to find a way for that cap number in 2024 to be as low as possible and then to kind of eat it down the road. They have a ton of cap space looking at it over $150 million plus next year. It won't be that much when they actually get there after some of these moves are made this season with the rookie contracts Some of the contracts they are going to sign players to in the coming weeks and some of the moves they may make as far as dead cap hits from players they get rid of, that number will go down. But the Panthers, they have a lot more to play with next season than they do right now and I would think the Panthers would want to extend a guy like Frankie Louvu, and then be able to have some more room to go out there and still make some moves. So getting this extra cap space, even with Burns potentially getting tagged in some of the moves they could make, it can allow them more room to re-sign Frankie Louvu. Looking at spot track, his contract value, or at least his market value rather, is four years, $45 million. Average salary of eleven point two over the cap values him at ten million. So we're looking at ten to twelve million dollars for Frankie Louvu. I think that's fair. You look at a player like Fred Warner, his average salary is nineteen million. Frankie has been awesome for the Panthers. I don't see him as an all pro. I mean the NFL doesn't see him as an all pro or pro bowl caliber player thus far. Could he get there one day? possibly he's absolutely in my opinion deserving of getting paid starting linebacker money And here in carolina that would be 10 to 12 million dollars and that lines right up with the spot track and the over the cap valuation and looking at the cap increase the Panthers should be able to fit that contract in there with some of the other moves that could make and even without it this even helps him be able to do that now the third thing and this is kind of the case for every team in the nfl this is going to allow teams to be more aggressive during free agency, some teams that were not going to be all that aggressive and trying to go after some free agents now have some extra cash to play with and some extra space. They can make some moves like the Panthers can to open up some cap space and be able to go after some of those players that the Panthers might want. Looking at the wide receiver market, there's more space now for a team to go out there and pay Mike Evans, to pay Calvin Ridley. And the Carolina Panthers are one of those teams that are going to be vying for certainly Mike Evans with Dave Canales here as the, here as the head coach, maybe Calvin Ridley. It's going to make it a little bit more difficult for the Panthers Panthers be able to get those deals done. And I think also, it's going to be great for the players who may not have made as much before the cap increase. It's going to make negotiating for them uh, probably favorable. And it's also going to make it a little more difficult for teams. But the Panthers, they now can be more aggressive in free agency. But now they have a little bit more competition than they may have had in the past had the cap not increased like this because of the cap increase. So we'll see how all that works out. So they can be more aggressive in free agency, but it's case with everybody, more room to potentially re-sign a guy like Frankie Luvu And a franchise tag does not seem to be something that's going to weigh down the cap as much as that would have had the Carolina Panthers and the rest of the NFL not been given this kind of relief with the the record high cap increase and cap number here in 2024, some other big news dropped. On Friday, T Higgins, he has been franchise tagged by the Cincinnati Bengals. But does that mean he's now off the market? We'll talk about that here in just a moment. Unlocked on, on Panthers. The wait is almost over, North Carolina. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to our state on March 11th. We'll finally be able to bet on all our favorite teams and all our favorite sports. With FanDuel, there's tons of ways for you to get in on the action. You can bet on everything from the money line to over under. So, which team will win this year's? Tobacco Road Rivalry, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, with live betting, you can even pick which player will make the next bucket and the one after that. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on so you can be the first to know when FanDuel goes live in North Carolina. That's FanDuel.com slash on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. The Carolina Panthers received some good news and some bad news on Friday afternoon. The good news, of course, is the salary cap has risen $30.6 million from last year to a record $255.4 million per team. Now, the Carolina Panthers have $34.5 million after they were projected to have $28.6 million. That's going to allow them to not feel so weighed down by the potential franchise tagging of Brian Burns, opens up some more room for Frankie Luvu, and they can be more aggressive when going after some free agents so that's the good news the bad news though is the cincinnati Bengals have decided to franchise tag wide receiver t higgins and looking at the athletic at espn at pro football focus and a lot of people out there ranking the top free agents by position t higgins was the number one free agent wide receiver until this moment the franchise tag for higgins will be 21.8 Eight million dollars the Bengals will have from now until July 15th to come to terms on an extension otherwise he'll play on the tag in 2024 of course he could decide to not plan a tag like Le'Veon Bell did that one time I don't think Diggins is going to say no to 21.8 million dollars now the important thing to think about this too folks is this comes right before the combine and I'm sure fans saw the move and they're like damn Teigen's got Tagged. He's probably off the board in Carolina. This is not a surprise. It really shouldn't be. I expect the Colts to do the same thing with Michael Pittman Jr. I don't think Mike Evans is going to get franchise tagged there in Tampa. He'll be free. Calvin Ridley, same case in Jacksonville. There are still going to be some quality wide receivers that could come in here and be that number one guy for Bryce Young that are going to be out on the market. T. Higgins right now is not going to come free like the other guys. It's going to cost the Panthers if they want to bring him here to Carolina. Same case with Michael Pittman Jr. Whenever the Colts decide to make that decision to franchise tag him, it's going to cost Carolina a decent amount to bring him to Carolina if that's what they want to do. So T. Higgins is not off the board, but this now allows the Bengals, heading to Indianapolis this week, to start talking to some teams who may be interested in trading for T Higgins this is a good thing for the Panthers that it happened now now they know the Bengals intention is to bring him back but the Bengals also are going to want to listen to whatever offers are out there should the Panthers be interested in T Higgins still They'll begin discussing the framework of a potential trade with the Bengals this week. They'll start talking to GM Duke Tobin there in Cincinnati. Higgins' agent will also be in Indianapolis, I'd imagine. And the rest of the Bengals' brass, along with the Panthers' brass, can sit down and figure out what would make sense to get T. Higgins from Cincy to Carolina. Because the Bengals, Tyler Boyd's free agent, we understand that. They have Jamar Chase. He's extension eligible. He's somebody who's going to make a boatload of money and be, possibly, when he gets signed, the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. And I would think whenever that does happen, he would be, whether it's after Justin Jefferson or before Justin Jefferson. Whenever he gets signed, it'll probably maybe be next offseason. Maybe it's this season. He'll be the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history, possibly, when that deal is made. But looking at the deal, potentially, for T. Higgins, I have to look back at a, a former... Second-round pick. This guy was taken 51 overall, who played really well for an AFC team, that being the Tennessee Titans, then went to a team in the NFC, A.J. Brown. When the Eagles, on draft 9 in decided to trade for A.J. Brown to get number one wide receiver, they gave up a first-round pick, which was 18th overall, and a third-round pick, which was 101st overall to Tennessee for A.J. Brown. Then, of course, they gave him a monster deal. Just looking at what the Carolina Panthers have this year. Only six draft picks. They have their second round pick, their third round pick. They have a fourth round pick. They have actually it's not their third round pick. Is it their no? They have their third round pick. They have a fourth round pick, which I believe is their own. A fourth, fifth round pick, two of them. One from Tennessee, one from San Francisco, and then a sixth round pick from Arizona. So only six draft picks. Not a lot of draft capital for a team that needs a lot of draft capital, needs to go out there find some young, cheap players to come in here to build around as this rebuild goes with um, Dan Morgan as the general manager and with Dave Canales as the head coach and, of course, with – what's his name? Who just came over here. Brant Tillis coming to Carolina to be the executive vice president work of the salary cap and with the contract. So the Panthers could decide to send their second-round pick, 33rd overall, which is effectively a first-round pick, and they could also send over – their fourth round pick, which there will be some comp picks that could back it up, but it's going to be the first pick in the fourth round. So basically, a third round pick, or really a compensatory pick, if you want to look at it that way. If you're the team that the Panthers be offering that too, and if the Panthers also would try to, you know, kind of um, package it that way. That okay, here you go, second round pick. It's really thirty third, so that's really a first round pick in a way. You don't have the flexibility of the fifth year option, but still. You don't have to pay him that first round kind of money, and it's basically a first-round player. a fourth round pick, okay, it's not a it's not a third-round pick, but it's kind of right there with what you would give a comp pick. Last year, the first pick of the fourth round was 106th overall in the drafts. So right there near that number of 101 that Tennessee received from Philadelphia in that A.J. Brown trade, which was a third-round pick. This would be a fourth-round pick. We'll see how many comp picks there end up being once we get to draft time, as those will be announced, I think, at some point in time here. Certainly at some point in time here between now and the draft, they'll be announced. So I don't know when exactly that will be. The Panthers could decide that they want to give up their second-round pick and a fourth-round pick for a proven player in T. Higgins who could come in and immediately fill that role as a number-one wide receiver. Now, this goes back to the conversation that we had about this a week ago when breaking down the wide receiver position. How aggressive do the Panthers want to be? They do need to talk to Cincinnati about potentially getting T. Higgins and asking how much is it going to cost? What is it going to take for us to get this deal done? They should do that. If the tie, When the Colts go out there and they tag Michael Pittman Jr., they should also inquire. And they should be very interested in Mike Evans and Calvin Ridley and they should start talking to their agents probably this week in Indianapolis and trying to figure out what exactly contract number-wise that they would want. The Panthers should, like Scott Fair used to say, be in on every deal. And that's just a smart thing to do. You don't have to always make the deals, but you need to be aware of what the deal may be to work out for you potentially and if that's going to be something that you actually want to do, if it makes sense for your organization. That's a lot, though, if you're a Panther fan sitting here, to give up pick 33 – do you really want to give a pick up 33 and then maybe give a fourth round pick? Is Do you want to give a, fir- a future pick? You have your first rounder next year. You don't want to give that up at all. You don't have your second rounder. That belongs to Chicago. You have your third rounder. Are you willing to part ways of a third rounder in the future to make this happen? I think it's going to at least cost the Panthers that 33rd overall pick if they're going to get T. Higgins to be here as their number one receiver. And that's also having to put in that cap number which is $21.8 million. I don't really know how that will work out as far as I think the Panthers would then immediately try to work out a deal to get that number down to get an extension so they don't have to have that sitting there. But for a little bit of time, they're going to have to eat that number, and that becomes even more complicated as well if they have to tag Brian Burns. So maybe they can get that done, tag Burns, and then figure – I don't know. But it's something that the Panthers need to be interested in. He's not off the board. Higgins is not off the board for the Carolina Panthers. It just became a little bit more complicated for them, and I don't think it's something that they are surprised by. And it's not something that you should be surprised by as far as whether T. Higgins can be an option for the Carolina Panthers. It's going to cost some draft picks, and I'm thinking it's probably going to cost pick 33. If I'm Cincinnati, no way I'm not taking. No way I'm taking a deal from Carolina without getting that 33rd pick, which four years ago was T. Higgins, wide receiver, out of Clemson. Now, the Combine is going on this week. There's a lot to look at at the Combine. What should be the Panthers' focus this week in Indianapolis? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. This next segment is brought to us by our sponsor, BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it if you're thinking of starting therapy get better help a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge learn to make time for what makes you happy with better help visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10 percent off your first month that's BetterHelp, h-e-l-p.com slash locked on it's that time of the year again the combine is going on up in indy of course a lot of the focus this week will be on the prospects leading up to the 2024 nfl draft gonna be a lot of talk in chicago about caleb williams and whether he should be the guy to take number one overall or if they stick with fields justin fields last week unfollowing the bears and the nfl on instagram the drama that comes with that of course drake may Jaden daniels and plenty of the other top quarterback prospects and just top prospects in the draft and even guys that we're not even about we'll be there in Indianapolis in the Underwear Olympics, doing three cone drills, running 40s, and doing a bunch of things that don't necessarily mean they'll be good come Sunday in the NFL. But it's important the meetings that are going to go on the way the players handle it, be the first time the Panthers, not the first time, but a, a, a good time the, the Panthers can really sit down and talk to some of these prospects they may be interested in at 33rd overall or later on in the draft, whether it be in the third round, fourth round. We'll see how all that works out. But this is also the time where formal and informal meetings of agents of veteran players will take place. The Panthers still don't have a deal done with Brian Burns, and I'm a deal done with Frankie Luvu Derek Brown. This is a great chance for Dan Morgan, Dave Canales can be in the room as well. And for Brant Tillis, really, Brant Tillis mainly, he shouldn't be named last, but Brant Tillis, Dan Morgan, to sit down there with Brian Burns' his agent and talk to them about how can we get a deal done? How can we open up some cap space and not have to have that big franchise tag sitting there? Because think about it. We talked about it earlier on the show with the Carolina Panthers looking at the cap space right now, $34.5 million according to over the cap. If they're having to tag Brian Burns, whether it be $24 million as a linebacker or $21 million as a defensive end, that leaves them with only 10 to $13 million. What if they were able to just extend Brian Burns and only have him have about a $5, 6000000 million cap hit, leave him about $28 million, still make some of the moves that I talked about? The Panthers are then sitting with a ton of cap space to be aggressive to go out there and to get a Mike Evans, be able to take on a deal for T. Higgins and have him Going to sit there on the cap for a little bit before extending him to be able to make some other moves out in free agency. It would be great if they could go out there and do that. This is the time to be able to do it in Indianapolis. This can be a time where GMs are talking to each other about some trades they might want to make, trying to shop some players, see how interested a team may be in a certain kind of deal. This is also the time for GMs to talk to the agents and to get things going before that negotiating period begins on March 11th now you're saying you're probably thinking negotiating not on March 11th they're gonna be talking to agents yeah man the tampering's gonna be rampant this week and it is rampant every single week up in Indy so we need to see the Panthers be active in talking to Burns agent talking to Lou's agent and talking to Eric Brown's agent and cleaning up some cap space and I think Taylor Moten his agent uh, as well I I believe agent. I, I want to say to myself that he uh, he self-represents himself, but I'm not quite sure whether that's the case or not. But either way, whoever Taylor Moten's representation is, talk to them. Find out how they can lower the cap hit, get those guys squared up for the next couple of seasons, and really go into March 11th at noon feeling good about what you have in front of you as far as some of the players you want to target and just how aggressive the Panthers can be. A lot of focus can be on the draft. But my focus this week is on the deals that can be made. We have all of April to think about what the Panthers should do with pick 33, if they even have pick 33. We can get to the end of the week, and the Panthers could have already parted ways with that 33rd overall pick or a pick later on in the draft. What needs to take place right now, really needs to be the Panthers focused, is getting some of these deals done, focusing on the veterans that are on their team, that are free agents elsewhere, and figuring out how they can build the team get in position where once they get to 33rd, we're not talking about, oh, the Panthers have to take an offensive lineman. They have to take a wide receiver. They have to take a corner. They have to take an edge rusher, whoever it may be. We're talking about Panthers' best player available. Who's the best player on the board? Take that guy because in free agency, the Panthers set themselves up come draft night to not have to worry about what they're going to do there at 33rd. They're just going to take who the best player is. and I'm sure we'll still have the conversations of it. should be this position. should be this player. We'll get there. Right now, though, the focus is on Burns, Luvu, Brown, Moten, Higgins, all the veterans, all the names that you know out there across the NFL. The Panthers need to be talking all week, wheeling and dealing trying to figure out how they can build this roster as we get closer to the new league year on March 13th. But that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly julian council again y'all subscribe or follow the show for free on youtube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and be sure to follow me julian council on twitter at julian council where on fridays throughout the off season i answer your weekly friday mailbag questions either at me or dm me to get those questions into me now but in the meantime be safe be happy be whole as always keep pounding and i'll talk to y'all on tuesday